if I wasn't traveling, I would definitely have the space. But I don't know if I necessarily would have the inspiration and constantly being amazed by what I'm seeing and the serotonin levels are super high and I feel this like excitement of being somewhere new. I'm Zayn Naruch, this is XVR Talks, and today's guest is Eric Sanchez, and sometimes I'm known as Nap. All right, thank you for coming here today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, finally we got a chance to talk, actually. So my first question is, why birdhouses? This is very, like, straight dipping in the topic. Ah, but... uh, birdhouses. Well, the, the birdhouses comes, like, in a way from dreams, and dreams that I used to have, like, a lot related to birds. It's people with birdhouse, actually bird heads. It wasn't a birdhouse thing, but mm-hmm. they're normally tall people, and I normally don't see them in the light. I see, like, their silhouettes. And well, this one dream I had one time, I was sleep. It was like a vivid dream, like a super vivid dream. I was dreaming that I was right outside the place where I was staying at. It was at night. I was smoking a cigarette in my dream. This guy walks. I see him coming in from the fence from like a distance. Big tall guy. I must have been like seven foot or something with like a cloak over his shoulders, like the little Batman look or something. And he has like a bird, a bird head. It's a long beak, but the bottom half is like a mouth like Batman. Mm-hmm. His skin is like that of a fish, like so sleek. It's blue, and he walks up to me. I'm smoking a cigarette. He touches me on the elbow, and he says, nothing is greater than the bird, but you can never understand it. And he walks away, and I'm kind of, what, what was that about? Hey, hey, and I wake up. But when he told me this, he told me, like, in a way, like, if he was almost warning me or trying to help me out, like, kind of like, hey, there's a puddle over there. Don't get wet. Hey, there's not, nothing greater than the bird, but you can never understand it. Just having dreams about birds, it was, it was pretty, like, impactful for me. I had a dream one time about the same type of guy, different type of bird head. I saw his silhouette. It was at night. And I saw this man grabbing the moon. It was a crescent moon, and he was throwing it at the sky. And it would, st- it would swing like a boomerang stick on the sky. Grab it again and just keep doing this. He looks at me, and he says, hey, come over. And he says, you want to know how to do this? And I was like, fuck yes, this is crazy. He watched this, he says, and he throws it. It takes a big loop and it hits a star. The star fucking explodes. It's like really violently. And I get scared and I start running and I wake up. But these reoccurring dreams to me, I start looking for stuff in history, stories and stuff like this. And I start thinking about hieroglyphics, the Egyptians, like thought and stuff like this. Because this looks like similar to what I was dreaming about. I started looking into aliens and then started thinking about nothing is greater than the bird, but you can never understand it. What does this mean? Is he talking about (laughs) angels? Um... You know, like this type of stuff. So basically, the bird has been my logo for a while. And the bird also has like a double meaning. Um, perico in Spanish or in Mexico also means cocaine. Hmm. Pajero is like pájaro, which also means bullshitter. And this is a play with words. But the birdhouse is basically like, it's not a cage. So the bird is free to fly in and out whenever it chooses to. Sometimes there's no birds utilizing the birdhouse. Sometimes there's 10. The birds kind of, it's like a, a symbol of the idea that people have. Today I have like 10, 7 ideas. Tomorrow I may have nothing. But they're going in and out. They're constantly coming back. One day you have the same idea and the next day it's repeating in your head. Were you drawing or painting before you had these dreams? Yeah. But was it different than what you're doing with those? I've always been like into faces and stuff like this. I think it's interesting, the human face. I think facial features are super interesting. But um, 
I was I was super young. I must have been like nine, ten. I was also drawing like cartoons like Beavis and Butthead and stuff like this, copying <laughs> Mickey Mouse and things like this. Yeah. And then you had these dreams. When how old how old were you? I started having these dreams maybe like fifteen, sixteen, oh, and then. But they're not often. They're just once. But they're these dreams sometimes that you don't forget them. They're like mm-hmm. if you were really alive or really awake. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I have some of those. I write my dreams. I have like several dream journals that I finished yeah. already. And the reoccurring dreams are the the one that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. because you don't really know why. It could be like sometimes you see it as a message. Sometimes you feel like there's something wrong with me. And yeah. this is my like brain signaling me that I should fix this issue. Of course. That I'm like focusing on at the moment without knowing. But... Did you switch to birdhouses immediately after no. having those dreams? After like of trying to look at bird myths and just kind of looking into birds and just taking a huge fascination with birds and just trying to understand like what does this mean? Um, I think I must have been like at work when I was an insurance broker. I just started sketching out a birdhouse and then the body on it. But I kind of made them like robotic, like not human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a cool idea. And then I just had fun doing these birdhouse heads and sticking different bodies, different shaped houses. And How do you choose the bodies in that case? Like if you, you don't use the face, you have to choose mm. the body for, some, for, for a reason. Yeah, so it's normally references. Like it's, sometimes it could be something as simple as lighting. If the lighting is perfect from a picture I take, I'm using this body because the lighting is perfect. The thing is trying to attach the correct birdhouse head that kind of complements each other, you know. How do you find those? Well, just different, I mean, structures are everywhere and they just put a micro and it becomes a birdhouse, you know? <laughs> it's like wearing one right now, you know, it could be somebody's personality or stuff like this, you know? Do you design your birdhouses or are you also taking some I, of them? I take so? reference photos. Sometimes I make them a lot more simpler. Sometimes I add stuff, chimneys, or depending on the context, it's a fun thing to play with. I kind of like to geek out in this world of my <laughs> imagination of birdhouses and structures and would you build any birdhouses? I think I would like to go into this. Yeah. As a professional or kind of like a hobby or what? Kind of like a hobby. You could be part of like uh, things that I can hang in my place or even add them to like a show or an exhibition if I, I feel like it has a correct message or yeah. something that I want, would want to say. Yeah, that would be interesting. But you also do some <laughs> other, um, let's say, practices. You do plasma paintings. How did yeah. you start doing those? Because they're really cool. <laughs> Thank you. That's actually, um, I was in the Isle of Man and I was chatting with this girl about making art using like organic and natural materials that are free. Because we were talking about how it's hard to be an artist and then buying supplies, things you don't have. So we spoke about, it's actually when I did a piece in moss. Because mm-hmm. the place is covered with moss, the Isle of Man. And it's, it's beautiful moss and it's bright green. And I was like, okay. And then you get... Start taking like mushrooms and stuff like this, and you start thinking more ideas. So we started thinking about blood. And then uh, since she was a female, she started talking about menstruation blood mm-hmm. and how this could possibly become something of an awareness for a man since it's like almost like a stigma, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're unclean and you're dirty right now. This might be a good way to learn or kind of to see what's going on. So we started kind of like a series. She would always say that, Blood is, the menstruation blood is like magic. It's magical. There's something special about this, which I kind of agree because we all come from there. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us, you know. And I also feel like cards can be magic. 
whether it's tarot cards, whether they're playing cards, there's something magical about these cards. So what I'm doing is a series. I, I call. I feel like it's a collaboration because even though they're not painting, there's still a dialogue that happens when the blood is being given or stuff like this. What are you going to do? It's always a nice thing. But I feel like in a way it's magic. So I try to keep it real simple because, of course, it's a little bit of blood. What well, depends, you know, but you don't get like a whole tube of blood. And so it has to be real simple. It has to be an image. And it's always in the shape of a card. How big? There, okay. I actually okay. have someone. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll show you afterwards. Yeah, yeah that will be nice. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you make these? I've only done, I think, four, but it's, it's also since it's like a collaboration type of thing, there's sometimes a feeling that I feel like, okay, I can kind of do this, but then you don't really want to do it with anybody. It has to be like a thing that kind of works. Mm -hmm. It has to be from someone you know, because they should feel comfortable to give their blood okay, to you. That's one thing. Yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> and there, I, I think there would have to be like some kind of a, a chemistry or some kind of like let's do this like you don't mm -hmm. feel like working with every artist that you know it's kind of like hey let's do a project together because i feel like something cool could happen it's one of those feelings you know okay okay wouldn't imagine a material being a collaboration like that that's very interesting yeah. do these people necessarily like work with art as well or just they're interested what is it just, i think it's just interest just interest but i feel like there's a dialogue there's also like something they would say maybe it's the creative type maybe it's it's more on just like let's do this because this is a cool idea let's see what happens or so like you wouldn't necessarily go search for blood no no i, I yeah that sounds just, really creepy so yeah it's like hey can, can i have some blood and like yeah this is not the case but i feel like this is a series that can keep happening and it's over the course of years. Yeah. And even like a deck of cards has 52 cards. Tarot has, I don't know how many, and this would be nice to make a series. And Are you recreating like tarot cards or you're just making your own? Making my own, yeah. And how do you choose your image in that case? Well, depending on the dialogue that, that we have and stuff like this. And so if it's like you you were talking about something and you get inspired yeah, by that exactly. subject matter. And, and then you try make to make it into it. like a symbol, like super. Some mm -hmm. of them would just be like a spoon. Some of them would just be like a sweet potato. <laughs> like it's, it could be so simple, you know. That's really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> Do you make anything like that? Like besides the the blood, like I I'm like more curious with the with the process of collaboration and having that dialogue. Do you have any other like people or practices that you feel that way? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I enjoy like the collaboration process. It's a cool thing. I feel sometimes there's. Well, not to say there's more challenges, but the challenges are different from doing artwork yourself. The challenges, I feel like, are a healthy thing to overcome them, obstacles and stuff like this. It's, it's good. It's healthy. And you've been traveling for how many years now? Three years? About in a year and a half. A year and a half. A little bit over a year and a half. And do you think, is it easier to find people to collaborate because you're traveling or the other way around? In general, like, it's just weird. When I was at home, I was still painting, like, almost every night in my studio back home but it seems like as soon as i started traveling doors opened up i started getting jobs as far as painting as commissions and stuff like this back home it wasn't a thing nobody was ever hitting my messages like hey i want this hey i want that like something totally weird happened like i, I don't I, I don't know if you guys ever read like that the alchemist when it says the universe conspires it just starts to feel like what the hell is happening you start getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity 
Can it be related because you're from Los Angeles and people are seeing Los Angeles as like a very like big art hub, yet there is yeah. very saturated? But then, yeah, I, I, I would say that too, but some of the work I get is even from back home. Uh-huh, okay. And when I was back home, there are people from back home and they never reached out until like a month in and stuff like this. But I don't, I, that might have something to do with it, but it just, as soon as I started traveling, it was like a... A serendipity moment it was like one after another like what the hell is so happening? it's not because they're seeing you more exotic it might it's... be yeah it might okay be. Yeah, yeah, yeah it might be a thing okay but it's working out do you <laughs> do you choose like where to go depending on if you will have something there or not yeah yeah for sure i would like to go to portugal but I've ha i guess i haven't really looked into what can i do there and stuff like that but And also the Schengen zone in and out affects yeah. my travels as well. Yeah. But how limited are you in terms of travel if you're also looking for like a place to work, mm -hmm. do something to make money, like within Europe at least, in terms of the size of the city, the country, like how how limited are you? I would say like capital cities mostly have more um, like a scene, I would say, mm -hmm. as far as art, because a small village. But not necessarily to say that there's no work in small villages because small villages also have some sign making and stuff like this that you can do. So I guess it kind of varies, but I just kind of try to push to like a capital city, see what the scene is like, and then look at little villages around or see what's going on, different websites, different platforms and word of mouth and all this kind of stuff. How many countries have you been so far? Did you count them? If you didn't, it's okay. Like <laughs> Seven... Seven, okay, because I was gonna ask, like, in terms of finding a subject matter to work on or mm -hmm. making art in any sense, do you have a place that you feel more connected to or a bit more inspired? I would say inspired. But I'm not too sure if connected is the correct word, but inspired. I would say um, the Balkans super. They inspire me. It's more like third world, second world. It's 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 different. Nice buildings, like in Paris, are also it's a nice thing. But I don't really. It's it's, it's almost empty. There's mm -hmm. not really like something that really calls me there. Um, Berlin also has a pool, a pool to me. It's a lot more grimy. It's, it's it has a feel like the city has a heartbeat. But yeah, there's there's different reasons and different different things that I just kind of feel. And what about in terms of like? The art itself, do you feel like your art finds a body in a country more than the others? I would say so. Like the Balkans, the yeah. face is, is a cool thing. The noses, the chins, hmm. they're cool. <laughs> yeah. More birdhousey? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I don't know what it is, but there's these features that are cool. Interesting. Have you painted anyone from here, like in terms of the portraits? Or you're no. just making it more like reference shots here and there it's just the thing about traveling that sometimes you don't really have the space um but like i'm going to be going up here i have a month and i'm sure there'll be a table when i can set up and this is when i kind of go into facial studies and stuff like this different noses and ears and stuff this is cool and in terms of like packing and taking your supplies and stuff like that like you only yeah. have a backpack and a small one And you can carry only so much. Would you prefer to have it with you? Yeah. Of in course. terms of like materials, like. Of course, yeah. Most of it's like materials and stuff that I think I might use, and books and 
I, I think my small backpack is, is nothing but books. It's like 10 kilos of books or something. Do you think you would be able to make more art or different variety of art if you were settled in, in a place, if you weren't traveling? That's a good question. I mean, if, if I wasn't traveling, I would definitely have the space. But I don't know if I necessarily would have the inspiration and constantly being amazed by what I'm seeing and the serotonin levels are super high and I feel this like excitement of being somewhere new. This would probably be not there. But the space would, it's kind of trading in one for another, maybe mm -hmm. getting the balance of, of what you're doing because I think it is necessary to, f to feel inspired and motivated by your surroundings. How long do you prefer to stay in one place if you're looking for an inspiration or if it's already causing you an inspiration like Do you prefer to stay there a couple of months and then keep traveling? Yeah, it, I don't really prefer it. It's like, I, I don't mind it. Like, I can stay there. Sometimes you're there like two weeks and it feels like, okay, I'm done. This is next. But then sometimes you're there three months and it's like... You, it's not enough. Yeah, it's just... You just feel it. But since then, sometimes you also got to take the weather into consideration because sometimes it's just the cold that makes you feel like, I want to go. It's cold here. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you have a story there. What is it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just uh, I, I never experienced winter like in Europe before ever. Oh. California is not this cold. Like below zero type type of weather is crazy. Even at the bar drinking and then you exit and two minutes later, you're completely sober. It's so fucking cold. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Layers and layers of clothes. I'm getting kind of used to it now, but yeah, mm -hmm. it was like a shock for me. Like this is crazy. Wow. <laughs> Ice and stuff like this, you really have to hold on because you slip, you know, from the floor is, is wet and icy. And That's also something that, that is actually limiting you, like where to go. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it can be a beautiful place, but you can be stuck indoors just because it's so cold, you know. Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you planning to do now? Are you going to travel more? Because it can be exhausting, let's mm -hmm. be honest here. Like, it's really nice. I also enjoy it. But after a certain time, I feel like this is enough. I need mm -hmm. to stay in one place for a little while and keep going. Well, that's, that's what I feel. I feel like I'm mostly fam I miss family. And I don't necessarily want to go home. And if I do go home, it might be like a week or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it'd be kind of cool to have like a base where I can have my family come over, like my mother, my sisters, my brother, my dad or something for a week. And it'll be nice so I can host them, receive mail, things like this, yeah. you know? Yeah. This would be cool. But as far as going home, I don't think anytime soon. Where would you be based at if you had a chance to cho choose? <laughs> There's a couple of cities that are, are, are really nice. I, I really like like Berlin or, or Dresden is, is nice. Maybe even South America, mm -hmm. like Buenos Aires, even like Cusco. Cusco, Peru is super nice. Which made me think like, okay, so you said South America mm -hmm. and you have Europe. You've been in Europe a year for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Do you think your art would change in some ways if you would move there or if you were traveling there rather than Europe? I think the concept would stay the same, the birdhouse heads and the bodies, and that would still draw faces, but it would change because the faces would be different, and so would mm -hmm. the birdhouse heads. Yeah, the, the birdhouse heads makes it easier for you to like go somewhere, still do whatever you want to do, yeah. and people will be able to relate to because 
It's a bird house. It's not a face. It's not a facial structure yeah. of this nation, this ethnicity, Maybe or the whatever. Is different. Yeah. The colors is yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. But like, besides those, do you think subject matter wise or something else, do you think something would change? I think probably so. I'm not sure exactly what, but I think it, it would influence it definitely. What about in terms of the market, like art market? Mm, that's a good question. Um, poorer countries, it's probably more difficult to sell artwork. It's not to say that people won't like it. It's just that they simply can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. And if you do want to sell, then you bring down your prices. And of course, you would like to sell them for more, given the effort and time you put into it. But this is all. How comfortable are you giving different prices depending on country? Technically, more or less, if the work is the same. If you're pricing this in UK and if you're pricing this in, let's say, uh, Serbia. Like, you have to give different prices. Of course. Are you comfortable with that? Like, do you feel something something like ethical about that? Is there a question like that in your head? I wouldn't really say ethical. Like say for commissions, for example, sometimes you give a like a lower price, but then the amount of detail or the tedious stuff that you do is sometimes like absent, it's not there, mm-hmm. or it's a lot less than if you give a higher price. You feel like this is like gonna be super detailed and layers over layers over layers over layers of work. One of its cheaper price is kind of less, uh, less of yeah, that. more loose. But what if you have two artworks you already made? It's not commissioned. Mm-hmm. Someone wants to buy it. You're just in different countries. Mm. Would, like, would you price them differently? Yeah, if 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 I see the the buyer would really want to own the piece, and I know it's really gonna appreciate this piece, like, sure, let's do it. Okay, and then you would feel still comfortable giving different prices. Yeah, to okay, makes because sense. it's it's if not, it's gonna be in my backpack, and what good does it do there in my backpack? I'm just gonna have a collection of many paintings, and this is really not the goal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. So you also doing murals. Mm. Speaking of like keeping the painting to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, when did you start your murals? Well, I started doing graffiti when I was like 14. So I started writing on walls. And then I started putting my name like in bubble letters on rooftops and stuff like this. So it's was, it was fairly young. And when did you have that transition from graffiti to murals? I think maybe after I started doing portraits. Must have been like 18 years old. I started doing more facial stuff. Uh, like around 19, maybe. 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Started actually trying to take the art and make something more sophisticated. But the later still stayed because I still do like signs, handmade signs, like script and different fonts. I, I really enjoy this too. But it just kind of like evolved into more faces and stuff like this. And in terms of like murals do you actually prefer to do those or something else or it just happens randomly would do those like like going and doing a mural in x country like do you actually look for those opportunities or yeah, it just yeah. happens okay i do i do enjoy doing those because it's like a something that you can contribute to a city sometimes and it's kind of like you would have to get inspiration from the city and it just makes this thing happen with the city or a town or a village. So it's like giving it back to them. Yeah. The whatever it's, they gave it to you. Yeah, it's it's for them. It's it's for and then trying to take the concept of what you're doing on a wall and what does it say and how does that reflect to them and you know, it's just something satisfying too when they actually like it and they agree. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
if you had a chance to change something in the situation you're in right now in terms mm. of like art travel what would you change uh, i sometimes wish i can carry like more tools like more things like this like even a portable fucking table sometimes <laughs> be kind of cool but it's just not realistic yeah like yesterday at the art supply store there was so much stuff but i was like if i keep buying shit this is just more bags and more weight and I know yeah. one day they're going to catch me because I never check in a bag. They always just take it on, but it's heavy. It's, it's way over what I'm supposed to do. And I know one day they're going to make me pay. And what if I don't <laughs> have the money in my pocket? What am I going to do? Yeah. You know, it's when if I just start throwing away. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not the ideal situation. Um, I think my question is going to be something like, what is the most difficult thing you encountered for both art and traveling, like in terms of the experience you had in the past year and a half. You can also give another example. I'm, I would really like to listen to both of them because there are different situations when you're settled in back home and then when you're traveling. Like as far as art? Art and like the experience in general could be anything because you're technically traveling for your art as well. So, mm. I would probably say... Um, uh, the most difficult thing would be maybe switching from letters to actual actual faces. It's, it's different. Letters give you more space to play with and make mistakes. And of course, faces, if you hold it up and say, who's this? And I don't know, then you obviously did a bad job. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's so-and-so. Good job. That was kind of difficult. It was also, I started doing faces uh, when I was in jail. So there's like this pressure that you get from actually being in jail. It's not like a nice environment it's a little bit more stressed out what's the story behind that this i i, I was put in jail for graffiti oh vandalism. Okay. where in los angeles okay. but it's also a thing that kind of the art is kind of what kept me safe in there because it's it's a pretty big thing to draw your girlfriend and then send her a letter a romantic letter with a portrait of her like i miss you blah blah so I was drawing and then people were actually offering me stuff like trade of cigarettes or whatever, which I wouldn't take. But I started doing portraits for the guy that was basically like in charge there. And I was kept safe. I was like his artist and I was drawing stuff and it was mother, his girlfriend, his tia, and he was sending out stuff and he was shooting me soups and how's everything? You good, bro? Yeah, everything's good. And <sighs> That's amazing. It was pushing me to do portraits because i mean this is what sells in here this is what's it's like currency wow and of course show is not a happy environment so it's kind of weird how long you been in there it's like seven months seven months yeah. because of graffiti yeah it's a oh. felony back then <sighs> so that was like a challenge and as far as like traveling it's probably like the financial stuff mm-hmm so much stuff you want to do sometimes and you just can't hmm. sometimes you're like in a nice city where you know the museum is like world-class type of art in there but it's just too expensive to actually check it out and you kind of just hope you come back to the city so you can actually check out the artwork there. yeah yeah in terms of like doing portraits in prison do you do you feel like it also gave you a chance to look at the lives they have in a different way because they're part of the society that people are a bit more like prejudice towards. And if you were doing portraits of them or for them, did you feel like you had a better chance to actually understand who they are? 
Yeah, there was insight. There was insight there. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it was like, I don't really want to say like how, who they are because it's sometimes very violent people, people mm-hmm. that sometimes have mental issues. And of course, uh, broken homes and bad drug addictions and violence and stuff. And it's just like a hard, hard life. And it's just one of those things, there's insight where I, I really don't belong here, but I know maybe I'm not gang related, but I could be gang associated because I have friends and they do things and this is where I grew up. What do you do? Yeah, it's really complicated. Do you think like, do you think art would be a way to not like bridge them to, into society, but make it more understandable for both parts maybe well i guess you can call it art but for them being creative is also a way out i would say some people in there like to write poetry some people just rap songs some people are into low writers maybe building stuff and i think this is an avenue it's just sometimes like the chances the opportunities that you get Sounds so fucking cliche to say, yeah, opportunities in the ghetto, but it's it's really a thing. It's just sometimes it's just easier to fuck working two jobs, just just try to steal and get money. Yeah. That's such a deep and difficult subject to talk about because it, like, you really need to know the conditions, and sometimes the way. We express our ideas sounds really like high and mighty, mm. but that's not what I'm like trying to say and think. Yeah. It's just like that art can be a, a tool to understand them mm. and the other way around as well. Yeah. But it's not utilized well enough. Yeah, I feel like in the future I would want to do something related to that, like making some kind of projects in, in jail because I know there's there's potential there and there's... There's really people that don't belong there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should maybe try to reach out. I don't know exactly how or when or where, but I do feel like there's something there that I should probably do. Yeah. I'm really glad that we had this conversation because this sort of like um, making them back into society, sort of mm. art plans, projects, they're usually coming from higher places they're usually extremely from outside so mm. they don't have don't the background you. they don't understand mm. how it functions why it happens that way and what they can do mm. but it's really interesting to hear from someone who was there saw them the conditions and un- yeah. like more or less understood why they were doing what they were doing and the backgrounds they have that's fascinating mm. to me yeah well thank you <laughs> yeah no problem thank you uh, wait, one question. What about your tag, your name? Nap. Yeah. Nap. It's just I've been Nap since like, 13 years old. Why? Uh, friends just started calling me this Nap, but it, it's kind of cool because it ties into like the bird in the sense that when you nap, you dream. Oh. This is kind of cool. It's, it's just... Was it before the dream? Yes, this is like before. That's crazy. Yeah. This is kind of cool. It's falling into place things, you know? Nap. Okay. And your Instagram is like Napoleon something. Napoleon.75. It's because when I do my tag, it's nap. Sometimes it's napo. 
sometimes it's naps, sometimes it's napper, sometimes it's napkin. But it's, nap is the, the root word, and I just kind of have this play with the word of nap. And Napoleon sounds like an actual name, like Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 75 is just the number that I would write with it sometimes, nap 75. So Napoleon 75 is a pretty simple one. Does it mean you also don't feel like you have to prove that work is yours because you're signing it differently every single time? More or less. I like just enjoying doing it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like like me. As long as somebody gets something from it, I think it's kind of cool. I'd rather like be heard. You know, there's something there instead of just like, hey, it's me. It's just not really important. Well, thanks again. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Some of them are the kind of private and difficult questions to answer, but I'm glad you were cool. open with those. Yeah. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to support or collaborate, you can contact us at infoadxvr.com or via social media. The music in this episode was created by Vlad Kujuklu, a Moldovian musician living in New York. XVR Talks is brought to you by XVR, an initiative focused on supporting the arts in Eastern Europe.